Pastor John Cannon and the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this message from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from Scripture would better equip you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's join Pastor John as we study the Word together. your attention to a passage of scripture and um, we're going to move right into we, we typically dismiss children to children's church we're not going to do that today we want all the families in here uh, to see what I think is a big milestone event uh, for dedicating children back to the Lord and parents making a, uh, a vow of dedication to the Lord that they're going to raise their children so we want to keep the kids in here um, here, here at Victory Church we're big on Deuteronomy 6 uh, and we really try to come alongside the families and partner with the families to be able to show the next generation the ways of the Lord. And here's what I do know, that if we as parents and as a church, if we are not intentional, everybody say intentional. If we are not intentional about passing our faith and the word of God to the next generation, then I want to ask the question, who is going to do it? Who's going to do it? How are they going to know if we are not intentional about doing that? So we're, we're big on that. So I want the kids to stay in here. That's why we always leave the kids uh, in for the, for the offering so they can watch mom and dad give the offering in the church. There's some things. You see, I, I, I grew up in a church where we, you know, you know, we didn't have a nursery. I, would just, I just sat there beside mama, right? And dad, whenever he would come, but mom always took us to church and she would flip my ear and everything else. I mean, she taught me how to be still in church, right? That's why that ear is kind of bulges out more than the other, right? She yanked that thing and flip it and everything else. Anybody else experience some of that in church, right? And um, so I like having the kids in. And, and I know parents sometimes think, well, my kid gets loud. You know, I, I can almost promise you I can preach louder than your child, child can yell, Okay. So uh, we may get a little shouting match here. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, that really doesn't bother me. I love families to be in church together. I love to see kids in the church. And so it really doesn't bother me. If you have a little one and you need to get out, and you need, that's okay. That's just, it's called life, right? And uh, I love the kids being in here. So Deuteronomy chapter 6, I want to draw your attention to this passage of Scripture. If you have your Bibles, you may want to turn there. But Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse number 4. Scripture says, listen, Israel. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. And these words that I'm giving you today are to be in your heart. Okay? Now, where is the word of God supposed to be? In your heart. Okay? So we're talking now to the parents. The word of God is to be in your heart. Then it says in verse 7. The word of God is instilled in our heart. Verse 7 says now we are to repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Bind them as a sign on your hand and let them be a symbol on your forehead. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. So here we can see in Scripture that parents have a huge responsibility in passing the faith and the word of God down to their children. Now, churches 
should be partnering with the parents to help them do that. And I appreciate Brother Paul Boyer. He's our associate pastor. And every, every time we have a, um, a dedication service, we suggest and ask and almost require, but it's really heavily emphasized, that our parents go to our milestone class, which is really teaching Deuteronomy chapter 6, teaching that the parent is the primary faith trainer in the home. So give Pastor Paul a hand. Paul, thank you for teaching that class for us. He does a good job with that, so, so thank you for, uh, for teaching that. It's so important that we, we have the biblical principles of God's Word embedded in our spirit, in our heart as a parent, so that we know how to raise our children. Folks have often told me, well, you know, when I had this child, it did not come with an instruction manual. Well, I beg to differ. It really did. It's called the Bible, right? We get in God's Word. We dig out the principles of parenting. We did a whole series on that, and so I won't go back and belabor that. But today we have, we have 11 families that are going to be dedicating their children to the Lord today. And I just love that. I just think that's amazing. And so I'm very so proud of our parents that are going to be making. That's a big commitment for parents to make, that they're going to dedicate themselves they're going to dedicate their children to the lord to raise them in the ways of the lord and we're going to be unpacking that briefly here in just a moment but before i get into the actual dedication ceremony i want to share with you three things about really that kind of ties around the whole idea of a child slash baby slash parent dedication okay so let me share with you three things here that i want to share with you that kind of centers around today's dedication service number one is this i want you to recognize that your children are a gift from the lord okay i know some days you may not believe that right and we've all been there done that experienced that right got the t-shirt not sure where this child came from right we've all experienced that but i want you to understand that your child really is a gift from the lord Now, I also believe this. I don't believe there are any accidental children. Okay? There may be some accidental parents. But I don't believe there's any accidental children. God gifts us children, right? We certainly believe in uh, that that life begins at conception, not at birth. Can I get a witness right there? I'm a very strong advocate for that. Uh, That baby is alive at conception it's it's not an embryo it's a baby can i get an amen or oh me i hope you stay with me on that one right i mean we got to fight for the life of these unborn children but i want you to know that your child i want you to recognize that your child is a gift from the lord psalm 127 i'll be quick on these but psalm 127 verse 3 says this it says sons are indeed a heritage from the lord children a reward Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the sons born in one's youth. Happy is the man who has filled his quiver with them. Some of you have taken that literally. Right? (laughs) I mean, boy, you're filling that quiver, right? But happy is the man who has filled his quiver with them. Such men will never be put to shame when they speak with their enemies at the city gate. Here's what what I want you to recognize. I just want you to recognize that your children... That child that you're holding in your lap, that baby, that older child that's sitting beside you, those adult children that may be outside the home. I want you to know they're all a gift and recognize them as a gift, a precious gift from the Lord, which implies something I think is very important, is this, they belong 
to God first. Right? God gifted them to us. Really, as a parent, all we are, once again, is just another manager. We're just a steward. We're raising this precious gift that God gave us called a child, and hopefully and prayerfully we're raising that child in the ways of the Lord. So I just want you to understand that your child is a gift to you from God. Recognize that. And then also, by recognizing that, I hope you understand they belong to God first, not you. That is a huge responsibility whenever we start thinking that way. The second thing I want you to see is not only recognize their gift from God, the second thing I want you to do is release their future to the Lord. Okay? Now let that sink in a little bit. Release their future to the Lord. I remember it's been years ago. Our kids were small. Kristen was probably three. Tyler is three years older than her, two and a half or so, and so he was probably six uh, but I remember taking my family to an old-fashioned altar, and we knelt as a family at that altar. And it wasn't, it wasn't a dedication service or anything. It was just a regular service that I just, I just felt impressed to take my family to the altar. And we went as a family to the altar, me and Debbie and Tyler and Kristen, and they're three and six. And, and we sat there, and we just hug as a family. And Debbie and I were talking, and we were praying together. And here's what came out of that time at the altar with our family. This is what came out of it. And it has to do with releasing their future to the Lord. Debbie and I made the decision then because we didn't really know where God was leading us. We had surrendered to ministry. We had surrendered to church planning, to pastoring, to going wherever God was calling us. We were in Mexico for about eight weeks. We thought God was sending us there as missionaries. We were in southern uh, Texas, down on the southern border there. There was a place in, um, in Wise, Virginia, that we were praying about going uh, to be camp directors at a Christian camp. I mean, we really didn't know where God was leading us. But here's what came out of that decision at the altar. We prayed there and we came out with this. We, w- we wanted to release our children back to the Lord. And here's what came out of it. We would rather our children be in the center of God's will and live halfway around the world than be out of God's will and live next door to mom and dad. Are you with me? Now let that sink in. That's called releasing your children back to the Lord. And you know, and that day was a profound day in my life. And it really kind of, there was a paradigm shift that took place. That really we surrendered as a family ourselves to the Lord. And that's what I want to ask you today to do. Release your children to the Lord and trust His perfect will and His perfect plan for your children. God has a plan for your children. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, For I know the plans I have for you. That is the Lord's declaration. Plans for your welfare, not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. But I think the contingency of that plan that's going to be a prosperous, wonderful plan that the Lord has for us, it's contingent upon verse number 12. It says, you will call to me and come to me and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me. You will find me when you search me with all of your heart. So parents, what we've got to do is seek the Lord. And find out what His will is and His plan is for our children and help release them into that direction. Help them grow in those gift sets so that God can use them for His glory. And if it's halfway around the world, then so be it. Right? So we must just release our children to the Lord. He has a wonderful plan for your children. 
and I just want you to release their future, okay, to the Lord, right? Don't, I may get off on a tangent right here. Don't try to fulfill your dreams and live vicariously through your children to fulfill what it is that you never got to fulfill in your life. Are you with me? Now let that sink in a little bit. God has a plan for your child. God has a plan for you, right? So don't live vicariously through your children and hope they'll be everything that you dreamed of being. That's ridiculous. Are you with me? Say amen or oh me, but just let me know you're out there, right? All right? So release their future. Realize God has a plan for them and help them grow into that plan. Proverbs 22, 6 says, Teach a, a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Do you realize there's, as you have multiple children in your family, Scripture says that you're to teach that child in the way he should go. Do you realize that all of our children have somewhat of a different path? Now, there's some basics that we have. We're going to be founded on the Word of God. We're going to trust in Christ as our Savior. We're going to believe in the local church. Uh, you know, there's some fundamentals of the faith that are, that are the same for everyone. But as far as outside of that, you've got to help realize and help that child realize that God has given them a gift set and you want to help them go in that direction and release them to the Lord to allow Him to use them for kingdom work around the world. And whenever I say kingdom work, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be full-time missionaries, per se, planting a church or spreading the gospel. On the career field or in their careers, specific careers, as they travel, they should be missionaries. matter of fact, every one of us should be missionaries. Right? Everywhere, everything we do, whatever we do, whether you eat, drink, sleep, it doesn't matter. Do it all for the glory of God. So our career path, whatever that is that we're taking, whatever that is for our children that they go, we should train them to honor and glorify the Lord in that career path and allow the Lord to use them wherever it is to be the light and salt of the earth and to share the gospel and to be a Christian witness wherever they are. Are you with me? So release your future to the Lord. Let me give you the third thing. I want you to realize your responsibility. Now, this is kind of getting down where the rubber meets the road. Realize your responsibility as a parent. Ephesians 6, 4 says, Fathers, don't stir up anger in your children, but bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. So here we can see that we don't need to be provoking anger and enticing, you know, that type of things. But we are to instruct them and bring them up and train them in the ways of the Lord. Okay? So that is a huge responsibility. So what does that look like? Okay? Whenever we talk about training up a child in the ways of the Lord, teaching godly instruction, um, taking responsibility as a parent to raise our children in the fear and the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. What does that look like? Let me put, to put some um, action to that statement. And let me give you about six or eight or nine things here. Okay, real quick. I'm just going to hit them and go. Here's some practical things that we can do as parents to help train them, to help release them, and to realize our responsibility. Here's a few things that we can do. As we dedicate our children to the Lord, we're also dedicating ourselves as parents. So practically speaking, here's what that may look like. Number one, be a God-respecting parent. Okay? Be a God-respecting parent. Be sure that you love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your might. 
That's what it says in Deuteronomy 6. Let your children know that you respect God. Let them know that you fear God. Let them know that you love God. Okay? So be a God-respecting parent. Number two, teach your children about, everybody say this next word for me, Jesus. Don't be afraid to say that. It seems like everything's okay, but don't say Jesus in this day and age. Right? Let me tell you why they don't want you to say Jesus. Because there's power in the name of Jesus. Amen? When you say God, that's just any God. People can apply that to anything. But whenever you say Jesus, they know that he is the sinless son of God who came and lived a sinless life, who died on the cross for your, your shame and for your sin and for mine. He was buried and he rose again victoriously the third day. There's power in the name of Jesus. So don't be ashamed to tell your children about Jesus. Amen? Yeah. Teach your children about Jesus. Here's something else you need to understand. God does not have any grandchildren. They're not grafted in because you're a child of God. Are you with me? God doesn't have grandchildren. Your children must grow to the age of accountability. It's going to be different for everyone. Where they realize the difference between right and wrong and sin and heaven and hell. That's why it's so important you have them here at church. They're being taught at a young age. Our little Awana kids, it's such a joy for me to be able to meet with them individually. I mean, our little guys. And they know about heaven. They know about hell. They know about Jesus. They've memorized scripture verses about that. They're asking questions. And parents will will ask me, do you think they really understand? I say, yeah. Yes, they do, right? As a young child, they're understanding. So teach them about Jesus so that they too one day can have a spiritual encounter and trust Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, right? It's more than just going to church. It's more than just being baptized. It's more than just a dedication service. It's more than just taking communion. We all must be born again, every one of us, right? So teach that to your children. Every child needs to learn about Jesus. Number three, be active in church. Your children are watching you. They're watching your priorities. They're seeing what it is you put first. They're seeing what you take time for. Right? Let your children know and see by the actions you put forth that coming to church is important to you. Right? And bring them. I've had parents tell me in the past over the years, well, I just don't want to push religion off on my kids. So I'm going to let them decide whenever they want to decide if they want to come to church. Well, that's horrible, right? Matter of fact, you don't do that when it comes to education. Come Monday morning in a school year, you're pushing them out of bed and pushing them to the school bus and pushing them to to school, right? So do the same thing. Bring your kids to church. Be active in church. Get involved in the ministries of the church. Get involved in our children's program. There's numerous places for you to serve. In our vacation Bible school, in our Awana program, in our children's church on Sunday morning. There's so many different ways for you to serve in the church just in the area of children's ministry. And then, of course, there's many other places where you can serve in the church. Be active in the church. Let your children see you in church. You know, now we have chairs today. Back when we raised our kids, we had the old wooden church pew, you know. They were all different colors, and where everybody would stand up and grip the back of them, that was all different colors. And my kids cut their teeth right there on the, where everybody held the, the church pew. They were just right there gnawing on that thing, right? But stop, don't gnaw on the church pew, right? How many had a kid do that? Right there. Bring your children to church. 
Be active. Get involved in church. They need to see you there. When the hinges on the front door of the church squeak, you ought to be here with your whole family. Get them here, right? Number four, love your kids. I mean, just really love them. Spend time with them. Set aside time to be able to spend with them. Dads, do you realize that children oftentimes think of their Heavenly Father by the way that you treat them and how you interact with them? That's the picture that they have of what their Heavenly Father may look like? So there's a lot of importance, dads, especially dads, on how we're spending good quality time with our kids. And be sure they know that we love them. Number five, pray for and pray with your kids. You need to pray with them often. Let them hear you pray and you pray with them. Teach them how to pray. Lift up their needs uh, to the Lord. Pray for their future careers. Pray for their future spouse. Let them hear you praying for those things. I mean, you can't go wrong by praying for your kids and letting them hear you pray for them, right? Let me give you another one. Six, train your kids in the way they should go. I've already talked about this. Uh, we need to be actively doing that. Number seven, grow a healthy family. I love Luke 2.52 whenever we talk about growing a healthy family. It says that Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and favor with God and favor with man. I think there's four areas right there that we need to grow together as a family that Jesus grew and was very healthy in. Jesus, when, and that's the spiritual area of our life, the intellectual area of our life, the physical area of our life, and the social area of our life. And I did a whole sermon series out of Luke 2.52. You can go back on the podcast and listen to that. But grow a healthy family. Number eight. I'm going to smile when I say this one. Right? Don't be a hypocrite. Your kids know. They know if you're real or not. Right? Don't just put on a mask on Sunday and go home and everything in your home looks completely opposite than anything looks on Sunday morning. Your kids are going to pick up on that. That's going to drive a wedge between them and God and them and the church and eventually even them and you. Right? So be real. Now, I didn't say be perfect. Right? None of us are perfect, myself included. I told somebody the other day and then we were talking. They said, hey, we just want you to just, just kind of share with us your experiences. And I said, well, I can't, I'm not a perfect guy and I don't know the perfect way. Jesus is the way. I do know that. But here's what I do know. I hit a lot of potholes in my life. So why don't I just sit down and share with you where the potholes are? And then hopefully you can avoid some of the potholes that I hit. Right? So I'm not asking you to be perfect. But don't be a hypocrite. Right? Be real. I mean, there's times when I've gathered my family together, my two kids, and I said, I want you to forgive me. I've been a horrible dad in this particular area. And I remember sharing that one time right before I preached. We're over at Moy School. And I pulled my family aside. We're over by the drink machine right before I was to have church service that morning. I'm convicted. I'm weeping. I'm crying. I pulled my family together. I said, I've been a horrible dad. I have failed you guys in this particular area. And it was an area that I felt God had convicted me over. And I felt like I needed to ask my children for forgiveness. That's called being real. Are you with me? So don't be a hypocrite. Your, your kids are going to pick up on that. Allow your home to be a holy home. Number what? What am I on? Nine? Be active in your quick Christian walk. Just let your kids see you serving the Lord. Let them, let them catch you praying. Let them catch you reading God's Word. Right? Just be active. And let your children see you being active in your Christian walk. Well... 
I hope you can take all that and do something with it. Right? Uh, I felt like that's something that needed to be shared this morning before we get into the dedication ceremony. But let me pray with you real quick as a whole. And then I'm going to give some instructions here how we're going to do the dedication service. All right? Let's pray together. Father, we do love you and we're so thankful for how you've blessed us. and We're so thankful for our salvation, for the cross, for Jesus. And Lord, we ask now for our parents who are going to be dedicating their children today. Lord, that you would bless them. Thank you for parents that realize the importance of dedicating and giving their children and themselves back to you. Lord, I just pray that this ceremony will be a milestone in their life that they never forget. May everything we do bring honor and glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for this lesson from the Word of God. We know that the truth you have just heard will change your life if you believe it and intentionally apply it. If you need someone to pray with or maybe you just want someone to talk to, please call us at 618-622-9360 or you can email us at victoryfwb at gmail.com. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can email Call or send a request to 223 Scott Troy Road, O'Fallon, Illinois, 62269. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.